With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Tuesday, Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick Show. Soto beats Julio Rodriguez and the All-Star festivities coming up tonight. Clayton Kershaw on the mound, and the first batter he'll face is Shohei Otani, followed by Aaron Judge. Man, that doesn't sound like fun. Have you ever had in the history of baseball two taller guys leading off or the first two batters of an All-Star game? Because Otani, I think, is, what, 6'4", 6'5", Judge is 6'7", and that's what Clayton Kershaw is going to face starting off the All-Star game. Yes, Todd? Do you buzz the tower, Otani? Just no. kind of set the mood, no. set the tone. No. Freeway series. No. Then you drop the curveball on him, pitch two. Yeah. Otani's struggled against Clayton Kershaw. He's 0 for 8 with four strikeouts. I wouldn't mess with anything like that. I would just probably do the same sequence that I normally do there. But the All-Star game coming up tonight, if it's a tie after nine innings, they have a miniature home run derby. Almost like baseball's version of penalty kicks. They just dropped that on us. It, it feels like you got to really keep an eye on baseball from the standpoint of the changes. What's happening? You know, they're looking at larger bases because they want to protect the players. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, they're looking at larger bases. They're also looking at, you know, the, uh, the pitch clock, making sure that, you know, they hold players accountable for that. They're trying to take off, you know, 30 minutes for each game. I never worried about how long a game was. I always worried about how interesting a game was. Because you could have a game that lasts two hours and ten minutes, and it's not interesting. Or you could have one that lasts four hours, and it's really interesting. It's it's the content of what's in the game. So I think what baseball is doing is, hey, we're going to try to speed up the game. That's not very exciting. 
Therefore, you won't be bored longer than you normally are. Yes, Todd. I'm not sure why, but they're going with no triples after the fourth inning. Did you read about that? No, that's not. You get to second base, and unless you can get it inside the park home run, you've got to stay at second. That is not true. It's not true. No, you, you, you know can that. have triples. You know that. There's triples throughout the game. Yes. Right. Yeah. No, no, there's no bloop he, on He that. sold it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I was on a roll, though. And I had a butt in and say, no yeah, triples in the All-Star game starting the fifth inning. Have you seen this? Have you hey, on this? second base, unless you think you can get all the way home. All right, thank you, Todd. No triples. Uh, what's uh, the opening line on uh, the All-Star game? I, I'm going to say American League favored to win. Really? Yeah. I got National League. I got Acuna, Betts, Machado, Goldschmidt, their first four batters, and then Trey Turner. Let me get the odds. I got the American League, according to DraftKings, favored by one and a half runs. How about that? Odds to win the All-Star Game MVP. Otani is your favorite. Then it's Judge, Vlad Guerrero Jr. the third, Mookie Betts, and Giancarlo Stanton. Juan Soto is 23 years of age, recently turned down a 15-year, $440 million contract with the Nationals. But I don't have a problem with it, as strange as that's going to sound. Because if I'm Juan Soto for a variety of reasons, I don't want to sign up for 15 years. If you think you're that good, then you don't have to worry about security. The only thing I'd be concerned about is if the market changes. Can I get locked in on something where I'm not going to be affected by this? But I also wonder this. Let's say you sign a 15-year deal. $440 $440 million. What after, let's say, seven years you go, uh, I'm vastly underpaid, I want out. Then what? And don't rule that out because it happens all the time. I'm underpaid. You never have a player say, oh, I'm overpaid. Uh, maybe I should take a little less. It's always I'm underpaid and uh, I want to be paid more. But a 15-year deal... Soto could be the exception, turning that down, and maybe he wants $500 million. Maybe he doesn't want to have 15 years. Maybe it's 10. Maybe it's 7. Not sure. But it looks like those long-term contracts, as I've said about Patrick Mahomes, as I've said about Bryce Harper, they turn out to be a better deal, it feels like, for the team, as long as that player is able to stay healthy. Long-term contracts haven't necessarily worked out with uh, Alex Rodriguez, Albert Pujols, Robinson Cano, just to name a a few players. But Juan Soto last night, that was another impressive performance. All righty, Seton, poll question. What do we have for hour two on this program? Hour one, we got up there. In the next three years, Notre Dame football will stay independent or join a conference. Right now, 69% of the audience say join a conference. Seems sort of inevitable, huh? Yes. But if it's true that they want $75 million, I don't know if this was Pete Thamel. Somebody, one of the college insiders had this report, but it was they're looking for $75 million. I think they're getting $20 million, 15 to $20 million from NBC. $75 million sounds like their annual budget for the football team to me, not no. just what we need. But if you go 15 to $20 million, you go up to $75 million. What would you make if you went into the Big Ten? Plus, anything that you make when it comes to the playoffs, you get to keep all of that. You don't have to share it with everybody else in the Big Ten. Plus, when you start to throw in all the schools that are going to be in these conferences, 
if you go to the playoffs, that trickle down, like how much money you're going to make if you go to the playoffs, because you got to share it with everybody else in the conference. And I talked a lot about what's going on with college football, SEC media day. And it feels like the SEC can say all they want as far as we're good. But they are waiting. And it feels like it's one of those, let us know if Notre Dame goes to the Big Ten. Because if Notre Dame doesn't go to the Big Ten, you know, I'm told that they're going to go after North Carolina, North Carolina State, Duke, uh, the Virginia schools, and also Syracuse. That's sort of in the on-deck circle for the Big Ten. SEC, uh, Florida State, Clemson, and Miami. That's been reiterated to me. And then they're going to start looking at other schools, Louisville, Central Florida. You're going to have – and then, the you know, the uh, Big 12. Big 12 going to look at Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado. They don't want to merge with the Pac-12. You're going to have three major conferences. And I think that's going to happen in the next two years or so. Yeah, Paul. By the way, we're only six weeks away from Notre Dame at Ohio State, mm-hmm. September 3rd. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Ball is here. I'm already in pre-fall mode. Ooh. Once this training camp's open with the NFL, pre-fall preparation. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. He's one of the great hurdlers in the world. Um, Devin Allen, a former Oregon wide receiver, trying out for the Eagles. He just he was in the finals of the uh, what was it the uh, one ten uh, high hurdles, got disqualified, and I guess he reacted too fast. So the gun goes off, and then he, I, I got to let him explain it because even when we watched the replay of it, it was what point zero nine nine seconds. Yeah, was he too good? At, at his start. Yes, he was too, exactly. He was too good at what he did. His job is to react to the gun. Man. They said he reacted after the gun went off, but it's, it's, if it's point zero one zero, you're okay, but point, you know, or point one zero zero. Uh, Kevin Millar from the Major League Baseball Network will join us. Set the scene for the All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium. David Ferretti is leaving NBC for the Live Tour. I was told this morning Charles Barkley is probably going to meet with the Live Tour tomorrow, get the offer from them. And then, see, this is why it could be really, really big. Let's say Charles Barkley leaves TNT. That's the biggest signing for the Live Tour. I mean, Phil Mickelson set it in motion. Louis Oosthuizen, not you know, nobody cares. Kepka is kind of big. Uh, DeChambeau, Patrick Reed. Taylor Gooch, probably not. Uh, but if if Charles goes there, David Faraday goes there, I'm just curious, is that enough for somebody to say, we're going we, we're gonna to televise the Live Tour? I mean, I can't, it's hard for me to find it. I know I got to stream it. I don't even know. I think the next event is, what, in two weeks in New Jersey? But, you know, is this enough to get them on the radar? Because a lot of times, if I don't watch TNT at night, I'll see a clip of Charles Barkley. And if I'm not watching the Live Tour, am I going to get a clip of Charles Barkley? I would have Charles Barkley play on the Live Tour as well. I mean, you might as well have fun. Go out there. That's what it's supposed to be all about. But uh, that is happening as we speak. NFL training camps are starting to open. 
This is what I don't understand. Let's say you're the Carolina Panthers. You should be able to open up your camp sooner than, say, the L.A. Rams. Like, the worst teams should be able to open up sooner. You need more practice. But they're always like, uh, yeah, we're kind of coming in and we're going to open up on a, a Thursday or next Monday. Why isn't it uniform for all teams? I don't know. I don't know. Also, we talked about Deshaun Watson. That uh, There's a report that maybe the suspension is between two games and eight games. And does the NFL appeal? And if they do appeal, what's uh, Watson's camp do? So there's... There's still a lot. Nobody, my source said this morning, neither side is budged. It's not like they go, here's a compromise. Here's a number that everybody's going to be happy with. Because the NFL has to play to its audience. 40% of your audience are women. You want to make sure that you don't go, yeah, you know, six games. That's good enough. Here we go. Let's go play some football. I think they're really worried about the perception of this. And how much is enough? How much is not enough? But those are just some of the headlines going on as we speak. SEC Media Day going on, and uh, big day, big days for uh, the SEC. You know, Nick Saban on uh, full display here. I don't know if him and Jimbo Fisher cross paths. Are we past that now? Until what? First week of October when Texas A and M plays Alabama. A couple of phone calls in here. Mike in Wisconsin. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? Hey, bud. Yep. Um, just weighing in on the potential live tour news. Um, you guys have talked about before with the shakeup of the NFL analysts moving to different networks and streaming services and getting these huge contracts, but it's not a tune-in factor. Yeah. And I think when you compare that to golf, like, I'm a big golf fan, and I watch four events. I watch majors. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, you put Charles Barkley on the call, I don't care if it's the Jimmy Limper invite. I'm finding it, and I'm watching it just for him. So well, I- that's what they're banking on, Mike. But I want to know which media partner is going to say, I'll go all in on this. And uh, Because most of them have ties to the PGA Tour. Does Amazon do something? Uh, Netflix streaming? And Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. It's already on YouTube. It's available there. Uh, Bub in Illinois. Hi, Bub. What's on your mind today? Good morning, gentlemen. Six one two twenty. Hey, going back to football. Um, you know, we can talk about the big boys. Um, I'm a graduate of Eastern Illinois and Southern Illinois. What's going to happen? I think Division One AA has accepted their fate. Yeah. And I want to focus on. Um, the kind of the conferences in limbo, the MAC, the Mountain West. I worked at the University of Wyoming. In Nebraska, we had a home and home, and I'm telling you, you talk about paint the town red. It was 60%, 70% red in the stands, and that's where that money comes from. You know, a Big Ten school coming to Laramie, what's going to happen, you know, if you could speak to that, to, to those schools um, when we get the 64 team super conference or whatever, and um, I'll hang up and listen and uh, suck it, Laramie. All right. Thank you, Bob. I only know what I've told you about these, you know, the bigger picture with college football. The trickle down, what's going to happen to some of these other schools that are sort of on the periphery. 
I don't know if you could get to relegation. I don't know. That would be kind of interesting at the end of the season where some schools could move up, some schools drop down. But there's just so much money in play here. And I just don't know if everybody gets lumped in with you're part of the others. It's the haves and the have-nots, and that might be what college football turns out to be. Yeah, Paul. As of today, there are 125 Division One FCS football teams, you know, Alabama and so forth. There are 129 FBS schools, North Dakota State and that group. If you, let's say you had 60 FCS schools and you're adding 60 to Division One AA, the old the FBS, so you'd be at like at 180, 190 schools. Yeah. And my guess is that they wouldn't let whoever's running college football wouldn't let the big schools play the small schools anymore because they want the big schools to play each other, only each other. That would take out though. That I don't think it'd be allowed. My guess would be it wouldn't be allowed. But these schools really depend on that revenue. There are times when you see you know Wabash playing somebody, and you're like, why would they do that? Well, they get a payday. Might be six hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's their budget. They need those games. They're the sacrificial lambs. And I mean, you might have schools that drop football programs because of the cost here. Yes, but I wonder if that opens up the opportunity for sort of uh, like different tournaments or something. You know, where you have a preseason tournament or something like that. I just think there's so many schools, though. That's going to be the problem. But I, I, I think there could be programs that are in jeopardy of trying to maintain the cost of being able to play uh, at that level. And, you know, maybe there's more Division two or Division three schools that will be involved. Yeah, Paul. It's really big money. I'll just give you an example. Not even a real heavyweight matchup. Indiana once played Idaho two years ago, and Idaho got $1.2 million to come there and play in that game. That's Indiana, which doesn't have unlimited funds. There's a lot of schools that get a million bucks, these F- F- the smaller schools, to come and play. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. We'll check in with uh, one of the great hurdlers in America, Devin Allen. He's going to try out for the Eagles, the former Oregon wide receiver who got disqualified in the finals uh, over the weekend uh, because he was actually, I think, too good at his start. I'll let him explain if he can. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Might be hard for you to lose weight as you get older, uh, but if you want to feel leaner and stronger, especially this time of the year, I got a great offer for you. M-Drive Boost and Burn. Everyday supplement for guys who want to burn fat, boost energy, and support healthy testosterone. M-Drive Boost and Burn, backed by science. They can actually help you get results. Made with clinically tested ingredients, supports weight loss, testosterone, enhanced lean muscle. Right now, give it a try for only $5. It's it's a two-week trial. M-Drive Boost and Burn, just for my audience. It's $5 plus free shipping. And you can do what I do every morning. I have a uh, fruit smoothie. Throw in the uh, M-Drive, and you're good to go. And then let me know what you think about it. Don't let age beat you. You can sign up for that two-week trial, mdrivedan.com. It's first two weeks. It's only $5, and you get free shipping. But give it a try. Once again, only $5 free shipping. Can't go wrong with this. M-Drive, boost and burn. Go to mdrivedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... 
You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. 
Style runs in the family. Athleticism runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Learn more at MBUSA.com or test drive one at your local dealer. Paulie was big on this story. Came in yesterday and he's like, did you watch the world championships where Devin Allen got disqualified from the finals of the 110-meter hurdles because he may have reacted too quickly and this is the starting gun. So Paulie plays it in slow motion. So this is, Devin Allen went to Oregon. This is in Oregon. And then they'd say, you're DQ'd. And I went, wait, what did he do wrong? It's an injustice here. Devin Allen joins us now. Devin, explain to me what you did wrong getting disqualified. Dan, what's up? Um, so, yeah, thanks for having me, um, first and foremost. But, uh, yeah, overall, I think the, the rule in track and field is uh, the threshold for reacting after the gun is one-tenth of a second, so 0.1 seconds. Um, so, you know, for my reaction time at 0. 0.0999, which is 1,000 uh, too fast, um, is why I got DQ. The crazy thing is in the semifinal, I reacted at 0. 0.101 seconds, so one one-thousandth slow, which is a fair start. Okay, once they told – did you know what you had done wrong immediately? No. So when, when they re, recalled the start, I thought they were going to uh, – you know, Grant Holloway, the, the world champion next to me, kind of goes into set a little bit later than everyone else. So I thought they were going to bring us all back and, and tell him, like, hey, go into set when we call set. Because it was, it was a quick gun. Um, but then when I got the red card in my lane, I was pretty confused. So, you know, obviously that's why I walked over to the official and I wanted to see the reactions. I wanted to see the video that they had of me starting as well. So, It sounds crazy, though. You, It was after the gun. Like you, It felt like you were too good at that. Is that, is that a fair well, assessment? I, I would say that's fair. Overall, usually if you look at all my reaction times, I'm probably in the top 1% to 5% of, of all sprinters at every competition I'm at. And so usually I'm just a quick reactor to the gun. And then, you know, this weekend, obviously, it's a, it's a huge competition for me, world championships in Eugene, Oregon. Um, I'm probably going to react a little bit more quickly than normal. Um, so, you know, it's really unfortunate that that's, that that's the rule. I mean, I understand the rule and that's, you know, it's in place. So there's no false starts. But, you know, not to, to have a little bit of leeway for margin of error or, you know, anything that goes on for a thousandth of a second kind of you know, it's a little bit frustrating because I didn't get the chance to compete. Is that your last track and field event of your career? Um, no, no, it's not going to be the last one of my career. Uh, definitely the last one of the season because I have training camp starts on Tuesday next week. So I'm actually back home in Phoenix uh, getting ready, getting the cleats back on, running around. I'm actually in, in, at the Phoenician right now. i got an early tea time <laughs> um, in about 45 minutes. That's how you get ready for camp playing golf? Well, you know what? I just need one or two days to just decompress. I've been training really hard, uh, getting ready for world champs and getting ready for uh, training camp as well. So I need just one or two days just to relax and and, uh, enjoy Phoenix. The last time you played college football was when? Uh, 2016-2017 season. Yeah, right after the 2016 Olympics. It's been a while. Can that be a good thing that you haven't played football in six years? I think the good thing is I haven't been getting beat up in the NFL for six years. Um, and the good thing is I'm probably the fastest and most, most athletic I've been in my, my career. Um, you know, I'm, I'm much faster than I was in college, which was my strong suit when I did play in college. So, 
overall, it's a good thing. Um, the hard thing is now getting back into an NFL system and actually playing football, although I've played football my whole life. Um, you know, so I think it should be pretty easy to get back into the swing of it. What's your role with the Eagles? Um, I'm not really exactly sure yet. Obviously, my, my skill set is to, to kind of stretch the field on offense. And then um, on special teams, I, I plan to do as much as I can in the return game, kick return, punt return. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, you know, in terms of special teams, running down as gunner and, and making tackles as well. So we'll see kind of how my role develops. Um, as I get more comfortable on the field, I expect to have more and more of a role on the team. But, you know, my goal is just to go and, and help the Eagles win football games. So whatever that, you know, takes is what I'll do. How would you do against Tyreek Hill? I would do pretty good now um, just because I've been training and I'm, I'm pretty fast right this moment in time. We actually raced me and Tyreek when I was in high school. I think he might have been a senior in college, um, and he beat me that race. So the one race that we did have when I was about 17 years old, he beat me. But right now, I think I'd get him in a race. Well, how fast are you? How Like football fast, a 40-yard dash? Uh, shoot. Well, I ran a 4-3 at the pro day um, about April, and that was kind of midseason for me. Um, I'm probably at least a tenth faster, um, if not more so, probably 4-2. You know, if I practice it a little bit more, I would like to say 4-1. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the 40 is so difficult in terms of, like, it takes a lot of skill because a lot of fast guys, you know, can run under 4-5, but then that 4-2 to 4-4 range is where a lot of practice takes place. What if we put Tyreek Hill – what if I had Usain Bolt do uh, hurdles? You against oh. Bolt in hurdles. Oh, I'd, I'd smoke you saying that in the hurdles. <laughs> but, that, but that's my thing. So yes. I, you'll let me have that. Uh, yeah, I think that that's always that. Well, it's hurdles. And I think sometimes we have a hard time trying to figure that out. Like you have to count you count your steps with your when you do hurdles. Bull told me that he knows how many steps it's going to take to get to yeah. 100 meters. You know that when you do hurdles? Yeah, for sure. It's the same uh, same rhythm, step pattern, um, seven steps to the first, three steps in between each hurdle, and six steps off the last hurdle. So um, it's it's the same for just about everybody. And, uh, you know, we do it so much in practice and training, we don't even think about it anymore. And then the same with the 100, right? I take about 44 steps when I when I do that race as well. So just like Usain Bolt knows, you know, how many steps it takes him, I, I know exactly as well. So. What was your worst wipeout on the hurdles? Uh, shoot, probably training. In training, um, that's kind of where we go for it in terms of like just being super aggressive and, and trying to, you know, improve, um, you know, just the time that it takes for us to get out of the air. And so there's probably been times where I've had a training session where I've fallen three or four times just because I'm being so aggressive. And usually after that happens, I run a PB. Uh, my coach always says whenever I'm being super, super aggressive like that in training is when I'm, I'm ready to run fast. And, and, you know, in the last four or five years, that's happened every time. So PB being your personal best. Personal best, yeah, exactly. So, like, probably about a week before I ran 1284, the third fastest time in history, um, in June, I had a couple sessions where I was having a hard time staying on my feet. So, uh, but it always works out, yeah. I came back and then ran pretty quick that next weekend. But are you a rock star when you go to the European countries as opposed to the United States? Um, in track and field, maybe. I, I would say I'm pretty popular in the U.S. when it comes to track and field as well, um, you know, especially when I was walking around Eugene, Oregon uh, for the world championships. But in, in Europe, yeah, Europe, uh, the Europeans love track and field, and the stadium and venues there are always full with 60,000, 70,000 people. So, you know, it feels pretty great. It's just like, you know, when I was playing college football at Austin, 55,000, you know, cheering for you. It's, it's that great feeling that, 
know, I love as an athlete. And you, uh, so you were there when Marcus Mariota was there. Yep, yep, I was there with Marcus. Were you there, was Herbert playing when you got, when you were still at Oregon? So, so technically, so Herbert was a freshman my last year, and he, he didn't play quite yet that season. He, uh, he wasn't redshirting, but he was getting like splitting uh, repetition with Dakota Prukop at the time. Um, and then I ended up getting hurt in the Nebraska game, the third game of the season. So I didn't get to play with Justin. But obviously I was there and, and we knew that he was going to be a, a guy for sure. Yeah, but if I would have told you back then, you know, Mariota is going to win the Heisman, but Justin Herbert is going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I would have said I agree because I, we, we played pickup basketball uh, over the summer and that kid's a great athlete. Um, and he was a great athlete uh, at Sheldon when he, when he was in high school as well, you know, playing three or four sports. So, you know, that's the thing about football and sports in general, like the best athletes are the ones that are going to, that are going to thrive. You know, you see Kyler Murray and, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and those guys are just great athletes. So if I said Brady gets to run a 40 and you run a hundred, uh, I think he would beat me if it was that if it was that distance. I think a race I could beat Tom Brady in is if I ran like a hundred and he ran like seventy. I think I could beat him. Okay. Yeah. What if you ran backwards in a forty? A hundred. A hundred. Okay. That, well, that would be, I, yeah, that'd be close. I am. I am pretty fast backwards. I probably could run close to like twelve seconds or eleven five and a hundred backwards. <laughs> yeah. But if but if you went backwards and Brady went forwards in a forty, you're going to beat him in that, right? Uh, that would be that would actually be much closer. The forty would be close. Um, I, I don't want to be too hard on Tom Brady. He's a great athlete, <laughs> not known for his wheels. No, he's sure. a he's a great quarterback, Devin. Yeah, not a great. Well, athlete. I mean, have you seen him? Have you seen him play golf? I'm getting ready to play golf, and it's one of the hardest sports I've ever done. John Daly plays great golf. Yeah, true. You make a good point there. You make a good point there, Dan. I, I, I appreciate that. Hey, uh, congrats, I think. It feels like you're getting more attention by being DQ'd than you probably would have if you had won or competed. Yeah, you know, it would have been nice to win the world championships. But uh, like I said in a lot of interviews the last couple of days, it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's frustrating that it happened. It's happened already. And I can't dwell on it too much because I got uh, some work to do in about a week from now. I got training camp. and But could you, know, you change the, the rule, level. though? Do you think that what happened to you could change the rule? I think, I think it could change the rule for sure. I think there's, you know, to have, to have the, 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 you know, the standard of the one-tenth of a second is good. But I think, you know, there has to be some kind of margin of error. And, and that takes place where it's the official's decision or, you know, a margin of error on, on either side where the equipment can malfunction because, you know, to say something's perfect, um, it's just not true. You got the Olympic uh, tattoo there? Yep, got it right here. My, this is my lead arm. So all the pictures I take when I hurdle, you can see it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to have that when you have the football in your right arm and you're leading with your left arm? So yeah, throw, throw, throw the stiff arm out like that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, have fun playing golf. Good luck with the Eagles. We'll keep an eye on it. We appreciate you joining us. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. All right. That's uh, Devin Allen, the uh, Eagles wide receiver and one of the great hurdlers in America. He went to two Olympics, didn't medal. I think he finished fourth was his uh, best finish there. But when Paulie showed me and I go, wait a minute, I'm trying to figure this out. After the gun, it should be free, you know, fair game. Like whatever you got, you got. Yeah, Paul. Aren't you guys more upset after hearing this interview? Because a, f- a few other female runners in the 100 got disqualified. 
runners, I, I don't know. I, I know track and field. I never ran, but like they practice reacting to the gun often. That's what, a big part of their training techniques. And now Devin Allen and these other women, they mastered reacting to the gun yeah. and they're being penalized for it. Yeah, see. And I mean, I think it was Usain Bolt who had that quote where he was like, I trained for four years to run seven seconds. So they're like, do you put in a crazy amount of work for these races to then have it be disqualified off of something so so minuscule is infuriating. Look at that. Infuriating. Boom. Yeah, against Ooh. the grain. Yeah, I can barely even control myself right now. I'm that upset. <laughs> you don't even get a second chance. Like Devin Allen obviously did not have um, any malice. He didn't try to cheat. But they ended it. They didn't give a second and chance. And there's no review. Like, you can't go, uh, can I review then? Well, it, it's the rule that's and Can wrong. I have a challenge flag yeah. here? But I, I watched it over, you know, like three times I went, I don't get it. Even when they brought him over to, like, show him the, like, the, here, you can look at the monitor here. See right there. You did it. And he kind of gives, like, a nod, like, yeah, okay. There's no way in hell he saw what he did wrong there, though. But, I, but he understood what he did wrong. So he may not like it, but he understood what he did, and and he was too good. I I, I mean, imagine that you, you got penalized. Hey, you were too good. Yeah, I see what happened there. I, I was moved at exactly the same time as everybody else. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That yeah. that was a problem. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes, Paul. And it would actually force him to not start as fast in future races because he don't want to get DQ'd, so he would hurt himself. It'd be like an MLB pitcher being penalized for throwing over a hundred, mm. which might be a good thing. Actually, hmm. might be good for the sport. Hmm. But imagine being penalized for being too good at your sport. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Yeah, I, th- I just thought it was an interesting story. He hadn't played football in, what, six years. And, the, and, and you take him back. He was there with Marcus Mariota. Justin Herbert just arrives, and he's doing track and field. And then now he's going to try to play football. I think he turns 28 in a couple of months here. That's not easy. It's not easy at any point being a track and field guy and going into the NFL. Certainly no wear and tear or different wear and tear on the body. Craig and Phoenix joins us. Hi, Craig. What's on your mind today? Hey, what's happening, Dad? Hey, bud. Hey, so a couple things about the Live Tour. First thing is the item that always comes up is how to go about watching the event. Yeah. And finding a program on an app is becoming less and less difficult day by day. You know, I've watched you guys for a while, and I've gone from Fox Sports, NBC Sports, to YouTube, to Bleacher Report, and now you're on Peacock. <laughs> so I'm always going and following you guys. It's becoming yeah, but Craig, Craig, how old are you? Uh, 44. Yeah, yeah the, the golf demographic is, you know, over 50. And those people probably, or us people, have a hard time trying to find how to do that, running equipment here. Uh, how do I do that? You stream it. Even Peacock. I have to explain Peacock. All it is is you download the app, and that's it. You get to watch it. doesn't cost you anything. It's really simple. But, you know, when you're watching NBC this weekend with golf, it's very simple. But when you have to find it, you know, then that's where it gets tricky. And I think as a the older demo that golf has, you know, if you're trying to get younger a younger audience, then maybe you're going to get that. But I think that that older audience is probably going to go, I don't even know how to get it. Or is it even worth getting? I think that that's, I think that's a fair assessment as we look at what's going to happen the rest of this year with the Live Tour and then subsequent years. Is there somebody who's going to step up? Because there will be feedback. There'll be blowback from this. There'll be 
you know, criticism with this. And you may, as a network, you may lose sponsors. Now, Charles Barkley talked about he may lose sponsors if he goes to the Live Tour because he's got a couple of big deals. Subway, I think he's got uh, Discover Credit Card. So you have that. Uh, so he knows that he, he may jeopardize those. Let's take a break. More phone calls coming up. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Make sure you sign up for the DP Show newsletter. Backroom guys do a wonderful job. A summation of what happens on the show Monday through Friday. And it's available for you. Sign up at danpatrick.com. Just put your email and the address in the box. Slides out bottom right corner. And you will uh, receive it every single day at 6 Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. IndyCar Series. Motors on NBC and Peacock. Next stop is going to be Iowa Speedway. IndyCar Saturday at 4 Eastern. Sunday, 3 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Yes, Paulie? Got a little question for the room. Our last guest, Devin Allen, it runs the 110 hurdles. And if you've ever seen them, they're pretty high. They're not like the ones we did in grade school. Okay. Okay. Which sport, any sport, niche sport, small, big, not not like NFL, but which, which niche sport that if you tried for the first time, you would be the worst at? Because this seems like an almost impossible sport. How high are the hurdles? I think they're like over three and a half. I think they're, I would say, over your belly button. Because there used to be the high hurdles and the low hurdles. Yeah, these are not the low. These are pretty high where, like, you go over, and I would say it's over your belly button. Okay. Yeah, see. I would be terrible at any, like, um, gymnastics event, especially Mm. the the male events with the rings and all that stuff. Nope. Well, let him run down the list of things here first. I'll I'll throw one out there. Okay. Balance beam. If you've ever seen it in person, it, it can't be more than three and a half inches wide. Your feet, your mm. like a big man foot mm. would just go around mm. it. Mm. I don't think I could actually stand up on it motionless. Todd? I was thinking long jump might be tough for me. Running up to that thing with that big stick and trying to get <laughs> way up in the air over any kind of bar would be no. extremely difficult. No, that's, that's the pole vault. The pole vault. Yeah. So that'd be a problem. Although I'd love to called. watch Todd do the uh, long jump, too, <laughs> yeah. though. You got to run down that row and just jump as far as you can. I'll that would give be you, fun. just be, you don't have to jump long. It's just called the long, long jump. jump. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's just called the jump for you. Pole vaulting and maybe anything where you have to spin around on that pommel horse and walk around and dance around and get mm. toes on that would be Yeah. Hard. What about you, Marv? It'd be a lot of things, but I'm going to say uh, the balance beam, but also the like wrestling. I'd be terrible at wrestling. You said something to try. No, I'd be getting killed. Synchronized swimming would be probably an issue for me. Because you can't swim? No, I can swim. Oh. It's just... You're, you're very... Got no rhythm. I don't have any rhythm. <laughs> and I don't like wearing the nose clip there. And I don't like wearing makeup. 
Aside from that. You would never wear a hair cap. Uh, no, I, I would never. not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. If we went um, winter Olympics, I would be especially terrible at anything ice skating. Hmm. I'm not a strong ice skater. And definitely if I had to hold somebody up, spin them around or, something, or do something in sync with them, hmm. not a chance. How about skeleton? Is that where you lay on your back or yeah. your face first? I think you're on your back. Like the, I think. I think the skeleton's loo- face first. Is Luge is, is feet first on your back. Well, there's, the, there's a two-man luge. Which is friendly. That is a friendly <laughs> it's snug. That is a friendly activity. Yes, that is snug. you got to be close. You really have to like your, your uh, teammate. <laughs> uh, what about, what about, the four-man bobsled, what are the two guys in the middle doing? Remember the old four-man bobsled? Yeah, I just think they're there for warmth. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. I don't know. Uh, Brian in California. Hi, Brian. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Uh, 5'11 and a dad bod 185. There we go. Hey, uh, so I understand that the all-star uh, game tonight, um, Kershaw versus Otani is a nationally uh, – televised game and what a lot of people don't realize is um there were some meaningful games uh regular season games that happened this past weekend and uh kershaw being one of the not you know just p- best pitchers in mlb but one of the best mlb players possibly having a world series ring uh mvp cy young and probably every record that the Dodgers have um there was a guy on the angels that that was hitless to get him uh, against him, and I forget his name. Shohei Otani, yeah, 0 yeah. for 8 with four yeah. strikeouts. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw, still good. But, you know, this is about Otani on the big stage, Clayton Kershaw at Dodger Stadium. I mean, this is what you want. If you're a fan, this is what you want. You want to see, you know, the best against the best. Yeah, Mark. And we didn't see that because it was on some local affiliate in Anaheim at 1230, you know, Eastern time. We didn't see that. Yeah, Paul. And Kershaw is really a throwback. If you look at, they were discussing uh, launching. I listened to Harold Reynolds yesterday, and he said, everyone throws 95. It's almost like the minimum now is 95 for your fastball, yeah. or you can't really be in the bigs. Kershaw is 7-2 with a 2.13 ERA, and I'll bet you he can't hit. I can't imagine what his fastball is now. He still gets it done with the old school uh, movement. It's all about pitch placement because these guys can hit. If you throw 100 and it doesn't move, they're going to hit it. But that I'm just curious what Greg Maddox would be if he was in baseball now because it's he was not a strikeout pitcher. Early in his career he was, but then he made you get yourself out. He would he would purposely throw balls where he knew that you would you would hit ground balls. He was a great fielder, Gold Glove winner. But I just there's certain pitchers where you go. I just don't know how baseball would view them now. Derek Jeter coming out of high school, how would Derek Jeter be viewed now? Didn't have a great arm, didn't have any power. You know, had decent wheels. You can't really tap into the clutch gene that he had. I wonder if he would have been a top five, top ten pick. By the way, I, I know they're trying with Jeets, and, and you're going to get the New York market, and it's a big deal with the Yankees. His mom came off as the star, it feels like, in the first uh, episode. 
Plus, you're having Jeter come on with the documentary right after Home Run Derby, and it always goes long. Like, that's one of those where you want to make sure that you hit that at a pretty good time where you appeal to the East Coast and West Coast. But when you say the story of Derek Jeter, all right, he had a dream and he accomplished it. The end. That's basically the first episode. Yeah, he wanted to be drafted by the Yankees. No trials, no tribulation, yeah. just success. Like, all he had was a bad haircut. I mean, that's he overcame a bad haircut. That's it. It's like the struggles of, like, no one from Kalamazoo could ever do this. Well, I put my mind to it, and I said I was going to, and then I did. Now, I know mixed marriage, and his parents talk about that, but, I mean, that that's more about them, probably, than it was Derek Jeter. But as far as... The incredible story of Derek Jeter. I wanted to be drafted by the Yankees. I was. We won championships. I married a supermodel. The end. Yes, Todd. He was homesick. He made a bunch of errors <laughs> in the minors. Got demoted to, like, single A. Oh, my God. He was homesick in the minors? Just his family. Oh, can't wait for episode two tonight. Final hour coming up. One more item as we close out hour two. We all have different ideas about success, and we achieve it at different times in different ways. And if you've recently changed jobs or you're considering retirement, you're probably thinking about your own version of success and striving to reach your goals. And maybe it's time to start thinking about your investment portfolio and retirement accounts. Retirement's a big deal. When it comes to investing for retirement, most people can't afford to make mistakes. And you shouldn't have to do it alone. For over 130 years, Stiefel Financial Advisors have helped clients like you create personal personalized retirement plans, understand the many options for claiming Social Security, and implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. That's just the start. As a client, you have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views, enabling you to make informed decisions regarding your hard-earned wealth. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC, and NYSE. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.